It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. They would never do this to us and they wouldn't do it to themselves. If only there were even a shred of truth in such naive notions. How many times I have heard this form of denial. What aren't we being told? How bad is it? How long do we have? Later in this broadcast, the sobering, fact-filled conclusion to the interview with a climate engineering insider. Stay tuned. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour, the bad news broadcast that covers the issues we must face and deal with, or we won't be around much longer. That's not my opinion. Rather, it's a mathematical and statistical certainty. Again, in a moment, the latest breaking bad news headlines on engineered climate chaos, CV-19, and much more. But first, let's rewind to this warning given to the American population by President Dwight Eisenhower in January of 1961. He said, quote, The immense military establishment and large arms industry is the new American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, in every state house, every office of the federal government. Eisenhower continued stating this, In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. What an understatement that turned out to be. In April of the same year, 1961, John F. Kennedy stated the following, The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify such secrecy. JFK continued, Even today there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is a very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. Kennedy then states, those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe, and yet no war has been declared, no borders have been crossed by marching troops, no missiles have been fired. President Kennedy then continued with this, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. 
John F. Kennedy was the last occupant of the White House to actually and truly draw a line in the sand with the global power structure. One year later, then-Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, while ranting on film and on the record about man's ability to control the weather, stated, again on film and on the record, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. By 1963, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Lyndon Baines Johnson took over. Connect the dots. A global cancer of criminality and tyranny has metastasized throughout all aspects of human societies. Though this cancer is orchestrated from a central core, i.e. those who print and control the money, it could not carry out its agendas and objectives without the active or passive support of the majority population. We have seen the enemy and he is us, as the proverb goes. Countless individuals feel, whether consciously or unconsciously, that they must conform to the cancer and its dictates in order to preserve and protect their personal paradigm. But such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. Conformity to the cancer, to the matrix, and its dictates is ultimately to participate in policies of self-extermination. All that are still clinging to the belief that the global controllers are here to help them stay healthy and thus proliferate and consume the last of Earth's remaining natural resources till there's nothing left. Please stand back and recheck your reality. The power structure's push for populations to roll up their sleeves is a response to biosphere collapse. They, the controllers, serve themselves, not us. Populations are not just expendable to them, but rather a rapidly increasing liability due to the planet's now failing life support systems. The forests are dying, the oceans, fisheries, crops, insects, birds, wildlife, the list goes on. These are all facts that must always be considered and remembered. On the current trajectory, what species do you suppose is next on this list? Rolling up your sleeve and doing what you're told is exactly what the controllers want. How clear is that? The criminally insane are running the planetary asylum which has now become a parallel scenario to Easter Island and Jonestown, wrapped into one. Let's cover some headlines, starting with this. New UN climate report is dire, but still hiding the worst global warming consequences from the public. What a gross understatement that is. If the human race remains on the current course... We won't make it to the end of this decade, let alone the end of the century. The job of power structure controlled entities like the UN climate panel in question, the IPCC, is to radically downplay the unfolding abrupt climate collapse and certainly to avoid any mention of the ongoing climate intervention insanity, which is a core factor further fueling the collapse. Who else is hiding dire climate threats from the public? Starting with helping to hide climate intervention operations, let's start with California Governor Gavin Newsom and his betrayal of the populations he claims to care about and represent. Newsom recently stated this in his own words. Listen carefully. I use my emergency authority to do that. Again, sense of urgency and recognition of the moment we're in. As Wade said, the hots are getting hotter. The dries are getting drier. There's a new reality you don't believe in climate change, you don't believe in science, you believe your own damn eyes. Something is happening as it relates to the issue of climate, and that's exacerbating conditions and making the challenge of wildfire suppression and prevention that much more ominous. And so we are here mindful 
of the macro realities, also mindful of the situational realities to do more and do better, not only to address the systemic issues of climate change, and no state in America is doing more in that space, but also to be mindful, we've got to do more in terms of forest management. We've got to do more in terms of vegetation management. We've got to do more getting in to our forests and do the kind of work that you know, was being done 100, 2, 3, 5,000 years ago that, frankly, we haven't been doing in the last century. And we got to own that. And I, I've been around 25 months, uh, and I'm proud of the fact the first action I took as governor of California was up there in Placer County, Chief Porter, announcing our prioritization, and at that time, record investments in this space. But I can't make up for 50 years. We're trying now to do that. And we recognize that that requires efforts to do prescribed burns. It requires efforts to get mechanical equipment out into the forest to prepare for those prescribed burns. It requires hand crews. It requires more personnel, but it requires intentionality. It requires a plan. And we have a plan. Hundred directives are part of our action plan. It requires coordination. It requires collaboration. And we have a structure for coordination and collaboration. Gavin Newsom's rant is nothing less than criminal deception. Gavin, in your own words, do you believe what you see with your, quote, own damn eyes? Look up, Gavin. You know full well that climate intervention operations are cutting off the rain to the baking and incinerating state which you claim to govern. In my region of Lake Shasta, since 2007, we are nearly 500 inches of rain short. That's over 41 feet of rain, Gavin. You and your top aide have been fully briefed on the climate engineering operations by me in your office at the Capitol, and you pretend that the incinerations are just the result of not cutting down enough trees in our already dying and dead forest because the climate engineers are completely cutting off the flow of rain. The rain that does fall is highly toxic, and we know it's toxic because we've tested it again and again and again some 70 times in Northern California alone. Newsom is a part of the cancer already discussed in this broadcast. Nothing less than that. Next, continued betrayal from so-called elected officials. First, listen to this public meeting. It's an exchange between myself and California Congressman Doug LaMalfa. Here it is. Hi, Doug. Dane Wigginton here. We spoke a week ago Mm -hmm. about solar radiation management. I have something to pass on to you, which you requested a week ago. Uh, if you. I could just explain to you what it is for about 30 seconds, and I'll ask you a question. This is data from California EPA confirming aluminum contamination in waterways throughout California. This is from Cal EPA. There's about 26 lab tests in here confirming that there is aluminum barium strontium in our air, what we're all breathing here, we're all exposed to. We face a lot of legitimate challenges here. I agree with you. I agree with uh, a lot of points brought up, but I would ask anybody in the room, what challenges would we face if we're inhaling aluminum on a day-in, day-out basis? If our streams are contaminated with aluminum, how can we prepare when our soils no longer grow properly, when we have a UV issue that's off the charts? So when we have Cal EPA stating that this is not in their jurisdiction, these climate modification programs that are absolutely going on, we have CARB saying not in their jurisdiction, Shasta County saying not in their jurisdiction. Um, I would like to ask, since we know maybe these programs... Are, maybe, maybe the federal EPA, because they're trying to take over every mud puddle and ditch and backyard pond in the it. world. So part of maybe it. somebody will find it. It is part of it. Water rights are being pursued, and we know the drought is a 2 plus 2 equals 4 equation. We have the, the, the satellite imagery to prove it up. So I'm going to hand this data off to you. I have a copy for you and for your staff. My question would be this. Since nobody, everybody is passing the buck here, 
will your office address the fact that we have an absolute, positively, like a heavy metal contamination issue that cannot be disputed, it's a public health hazard. We have a, a UV radiation issue that's so intense it's burning the bark off of trees. All appear to be related to these climate modification programs, but these issues are indisputable public health hazards. Since nobody else will address it, will your office address it? I'm asking you. I'm grateful for your providing and following up with the information on that. We have the video, we have that, and uh, I, I just got to look and see what's real on the thing because um, peer-reviewed? It's state California. Unless you think that they're uh, not worthy of the title they have. This is, we have confirmation here from California EPA on contaminated waterways with aluminum. They do not know the source. They won't test the rainwater. Apparently, they don't know where runoff comes from. So, you know, we have the lab test oh. to back it up. Yeah, they only know that they need to take all of it. But, yes, uh, we will we'll take a hard look at that and see where um, where to go with it. Because, again, we all know it's a tough subject. Last statement, I have free DVDs. It's a brand new version of a DVD that has a Shasta County presentation and two other presentations. It's free. Anybody in this room who wants a DVD, please take that. And I'm saying every day matters. Every single day we're breathing this stuff in. And we have, a, I think, someone here that will read a statement from a North State neurologist that says he's being inundated with Alzheimer's, dementia patients, absolutely inundated, directly related to aluminum. So I would just ask again, what, what challenges can we face if we're not thinking clearly enough to do anything? Thank you. Okay, thank you. Because uh, what, what we need to know is if it's happening the way that you're, you're uh, bringing up here, then where is it coming from? Where is the program that's doing it? Who's funding it? How is it happening? You know, and these are things we have to have, uh, you know, be able to point to because you know how everybody looks at it. You know, I happen to happen to think that Mr. Wigington, what he just said is pretty valid, you know, and I think that the answer we got is that it will be looked into. That confrontation with LaMalfa occurred seven years ago. Did Congressman LaMalfa ever lift a finger to investigate the California EPA data that I provided him and his staff? Absolutely not. Now consider that in addition to this meeting, and again, my providing of Cal EPA data to Congressman LaMalfa, again, that proved climate engineering contamination, starting with aluminum, was raining down through the air column, fueling drought and fires. I had almost a half dozen previous personal meetings with Congressman LaMalfa and his staff, presenting volumes of irrefutable data and film footage on climate engineering and carrying out UV metering tests for Congressman LaMalfa personally, proving the UVC exposure that is occurring and frying forest foliage. LaMalfa and his staff are completely familiar with the ongoing climate intervention operations and their impact on the California drought and wildfires. He has known for almost a decade, yet Congressman Doug LaMalfa recently and very emotionally stated the following on film and on the record in reference to the Dixie fire in Northern California. Listen carefully. Hello, folks. I'm standing in my front yard with this horrific, god-awful fire just over my shoulder here, burning through Plumas County where it started in the Fed River Canyon a couple weeks ago. And my heart is just aching for what 
people are dealing with up there right now and so many other places. Tennant, Colfax, Orange Trinity, Siskiyou. But we lost Greenville tonight and there's just not words for help us and government haven't been able to get the job done. take up the fight even harder and more so we got to win these we got to stop this we got to get dc to pay attention we got to get sacramento to pay attention forget the politics forget the nonsense we have to stop making this happen by inattention to what is obvious campfire car fire bear fire just above here last year now this we got to do better god bless you all Hang in there. We'll keep we'll keep bringing the help for those immediate needs that everybody's going to have up there now. Uh, we, we our, our prayers are with you for the people of Greenville, Crescent Mills. I don't even know yet. Chester, thank goodness, thank God. It looks like it's going to steer around you at this moment. I hope I'm right when this video is in. You know looked at in the future. I, I'm just I'm just so so disappointed and our hearts are with you. God bless you all. There you have it. Governor Gavin Newsom and Congressman Doug Lamalfa, partners in the ongoing criminal climate engineering cover up. When Lamalfa states he needs to take up the fight even harder, he never took up the fight against these fires, not against the core causal factor which is climate engineering. And about LaMalfa's mention of needing to pay attention to what is obvious, Mr. LaMalfa, look up and listen to your own advice, please. For the record, in the same year that I confronted Congressman LaMalfa publicly, I gave a presentation in the same facility titled Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California. You can view that presentation online. And while you're viewing it, Consider that LaMalfa's staff was in the room viewing that presentation. And they claim to this day they didn't know. After everything I've described in this broadcast, those that wish to view my confrontation with Congressman LaMalfa can search Confronting a U.S. Congressman About Climate Engineering. And I would suggest using a search engine other than Google, because they are doing their best to censor anything and everything from geoengineeringwatch.org for obvious reasons. They serve the very criminal power structure that is conducting these operations in our skies, just like Newsom and just like LaMalfa. Moving on to more agents of total deception. First, consider that the CV-19 scenario is the controller response to unfolding biosphere collapse. The official CV-19 narrative changes by the day. They seem to make it up as they go, don't they? That should be clear at this point. Who is the lead author of the ever-changing official yarns on CV-19? And what sort of character is he? Consider this recent headline. Dr. Fauci spent 424000 that's federal money, on experiments where dogs were bitten to death by flies. This is according to documents obtained using the Freedom of Information Act. Again, according to the documents, Dr. Fauci spent 424000 to commission these experiments. In the study, healthy beagles 
were given an experimental drug and then intentionally infested with flies that carry a disease-causing parasite that infects humans. Certainly that sounds like an individual, Dr. Fauci, that we can all trust, right? Anyway, Fauci always seems to know what's coming, even years in advance. In the case of the entire pandemic, Fauci knew. In 2017, Fauci told us all, on film and on the record, that there would be a surprise pandemic, and so it came to pass. Fauci now further states, allowing the virus to replicate could make, quote, a worse variant that, quote, could impact the vaccinated. Fauci also predicted full authorization for current vaccines, he stated hopefully in August. Dr. Anthony Fauci has warned that allowing the coronavirus Delta variant to circulate freely among unvaccinated individuals, which of course are being demonized now, could lead to a more potent variant that could harm even vaccinated individuals. The Delta variant has already given rise to small variants known as Delta plus variants that have spike protein mutations that may cause it to spread faster, Fauci stated. He always knows. Let's cover a few more puzzle pieces. How are the vaccinated doing? Let's start with this recent headline. Michael Mitchell, 65-year-old Braveheart movie actor, receives both Sinovac injections, then third Pfizer booster shot. He died six days later. Next headline, more puzzle pieces. The Centers for Disease Control flip-flops again and now admits, quote, fully vaccinated people are spreading CV-19. Next headline, study. Vaccinated people who got, quote, breakthrough infections can carry as much virus as others. That's from the PBS NewsHour, by the way. Another headline, another piece to the puzzle. COVID hits Carnival cruise ship despite all crew and passengers vaccinated. Imagine that. But wait, there's more. This headline, 14 Israelis have caught COVID-19 even after booster shot. Some hospitalized, the report states. From the report, this, the population of Israel has been looked upon of late as a global guinea pig of sorts, given it was the first country out of the gate to implement a large-scale booster shot program for people 60 and up who've already been vaccinated with two rounds of the CB19 shot. This was announced only at the end of July And the early data is beginning to trickle in. Israel is considered to have among the world's highest vaccination rates with 5.3 million of its citizens having been inoculated with two doses. In headlines published weeks ago, Israel declared that it had reached, quote, herd immunity, only for the headlines to give way to reports of the alarming rapid rise of breakthrough cases. And now it appears that even the much-touted CV-19 booster shot could be failing to protect. Quote, internal health ministry data shows that 14 Israelis have been infected with CB19 a week after receiving the booster shot. That's from Channel 12 news reports in Israel and the Times of Israel. But who cares about the details? Certainly not Anthony Fauci, who has already begun making the pitch for a third shot. Quote, reasonably soon, he states, while making the rounds on big Sunday talk shows. What's in store for us next, Dr. Fauci? Do we just take a daily dose on our way to work or school? Nothing would surprise me at this point. We live in a circus of insanity. Another headline, Centers for Disease Control forced to, quote, adjust Sunday's Florida record CV-19 count lower by almost 50% after state health department cries foul on data. 
more falsification on the data. None of these agencies, none of the officials that represent them can be trusted in any way, shape, or form. They serve the controllers. They serve the power structure. They will do what they are told in exchange for a paycheck and pension. How clear can that be at this point? Another headline, over a quarter of Americans not planning to get vaccinated. You can rest assured that that portion of the population will be demonized and penalized in every possible way that the power structure can enforce. And it can't be enforced without the active or passive participation of the majority population. Never forget that. Another headline, Olympic athletes forced to wear face masks as they are presented with medals in front of completely empty stadiums. For those that don't yet understand it or accept it, our former reality is gone. It's not coming back. Insanity is the new normal. Now consider this recently released science study title, quote, imperfect vaccination can enhance the transmission of highly virulent pathogens. That sounds like a complete contradiction to what Mr. Fauci is peddling, doesn't it? Another headline, COVID in Sydney, military deployed to help enforce lockdown. The lockdown in place until at least August 28th bars people from leaving their home except for essential reasons. Militaries in so many countries are nothing more or less than a paid mercenary force for the power structure. More headlines. Tennessee Executive Order Number 83 authorizes CV-19 internment camps. That doesn't sound like much fun. Next headline. The establishment refuses to allow you to be informed about CV-19 or anything else. That headline was from Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former cabinet official for President Ronald Reagan. Next headline. The unvaccinated, the new COVID scapegoats, divide and conquer. That's how it works. But what's the bottom line to all of this? Fueling all of it. Compelling the power structure to behave in the manner they're currently behaving in. Biosphere collapse. On that front, last week from political.com, climate catastrophe is here. From that report, greenhouse gas emissions are directly tied to the weather disasters plaguing the globe this year, they state. And scientists warn that these disasters will only get worse as the planet keeps warming, according to the UN's latest IPCC report. Covered part of that earlier. What's missing? Obviously, what's missing from the so-called climate science community that has, again, betrayed the human race and the entire web of life and continues to do so. The ignoring of the single greatest climate-disrupting factor of all. The intentional climate intervention operations. The elephant in the sky that must be acknowledged or there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective. And it is up to us. It's up to us, the public, to bring this issue to the full light of day, to force it to the full light of day. And that starts with a concerted effort, a collective effort to share credible data, to wake those around you, not by pointing at the sky and ranting, but by passing on credible printed data and asking them to do the same, asking them to communicate with all those that are participating in the deception, pointing out to them that once the public wakes up to what is occurring, to the experiment that they have been committed to without their knowledge or their consent. One can only imagine that 
the public would be completely enraged and that they would seek justice for all those who have participated in this insanity, either actively or passively, to hold them legally and morally accountable. This needs to be pointed out to all those, again, that are participating in this insanity in exchange for a paycheck and a pension and a false belief that if they just go along with the matrix, their life will somehow magically return to normal. How's that going so far? Next headline. The rats are leaving the sinking ship. Here's the headline. Google founder gets New Zealand residency and that's raising questions. Google co-founder Larry Page has gained New Zealand residency. Officials confirmed which is stoking debate over whether extremely wealthy people can essentially buy access to the southern Pacific country. Many of the elite are fleeing to New Zealand. They're going to the southern hemisphere. The northern hemisphere will decline at a much faster rate. The global elite are well aware of this fact. But ultimately, there's nowhere to hide. On that note, this headline from last week. That states, nowhere to run. UN report says global warming nears limits. Another report of total deception. We are not near limits. We are far past the point of no return. We passed that likely two decades ago. And these reports, again, are trying to pacify populations by making them believe that we have just a little more time, as if that's really enough excuse to do nothing. It isn't a good excuse to do nothing, is it? We can party a little bit longer with the virtual certainty that our posterity will have no future whatsoever? Is that okay? No, it's not okay. But the fact of the matter is, abrupt climate and biosphere collapse are kicking in the front door right now. On that note of good cheer, let's move to more breaking bad news headlines and the shocking and revealing second half of the interview with a geoengineering insider. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It's our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 314, August 14th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our color, glossy flyers, and booklets are packed with shocking satellite images, documents, patents, photos of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on climate engineering aircraft. The list goes on. Again, our only goal is to sound the alarm as effectively and efficiently as possible. On that note, the recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that, again, fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for this documentary directly from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage via email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Moving on. 
More headlines on the climate chaos that is being further fueled by ongoing climate engineering operations. This headline from last week, brutal weather conditions fan flames of deadly fires in Greece. From that report, gusty winds and scorching heat have caused fires in Greece to become erratic, forcing firefighters and crews to retreat. Officials stated that 188 wildfires were reported in a span of just 24 hours across Greece. Next headline, Northwest caught in a dangerous cycle of wildfires, drought, and heat. I wonder why. From that report, an extremely challenging stretch is in store for area firefighters over the upcoming days as episodes of gusty winds will precede the building heat. Report further states temperatures are forecast to reach up to 25 degrees Fahrenheit above average. It's constant here in the U.S. West, absolutely constant. And this is not a forecast. This is the scheduled weather, the high-pressure heat dome, compressing the air down on top of this region. It is not an act of nature. Another headline, in blistering drought, California farmers rip up precious almond trees. They're they're ripping them out of the ground with excavators. How many people know this? Agriculture is crashing in California, and it's getting worse by the day. Next headline, drought forces California to shut down major hydroelectric power plant. Another headline, same theme, Lake Orville plunges to historic low, forces unparalleled action. From that report, the operations of Lake Orville's hydroelectric power plant have been suspended, which happens when the lake reaches such low levels. At full operation, the hydroelectric power plant can power up to 800,000 homes. It's shut down. Lake Shasta Hydroelectric will soon shut down as well, as will other hydro plants all along the U.S., and North American West Coast. What happens then? And climate engineering is controlling the spigot to all of it. We can speculate about the agendas and the objectives, but the fact that climate engineering is cutting off the flow of moisture to the U.S. West is absolutely beyond dispute. Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Yes, we are indeed under assault. La Nina may bring early snowfalls to parts of U.S. Again, the scheduled weather. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, creating the illusion of cold, cold, cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. Surface cooldowns with chemical ice nucleation, shallow layer of cold air on the surface. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about that process. Another headline. Mega drought in Andes from climate change leaves some peaks without snow. Same factor. You can't discuss any of this legitimately from any perspective, without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering factor, period. How are Earth's oceans doing? Not so well. This headline from last week, Gulf of Mexico dead zone has grown larger than the state of Connecticut. And for the record, there's about 500 dead zones in the ocean and they're all on Earth's oceans altogether. And they're all getting bigger by the day. The oceans are converting to what's known as Canfield Ocean. A superheated, lifeless, stratified, dead oceans when the oceans die we will die with them. Next, a mention from the EPA. Under the section ultraviolet radiation and sun exposure, the EPA states, UVC rays do not reach the Earth's surface because they are completely absorbed by the atmosphere. That's a blatant, glaring lie. Total deception, criminal deception. Please go to geoengineeringwatch.org and search what we have just posted, UVC radiation. That's the title of the post, The Sterilization of Planet Earth. Learn more while you can. 
Another headline, Siberian wildfires now cover more ground than all of the globe's blazes put together. And most Americans have no idea this is going on in Siberia. Over 170 wildfires burning nearly 10 million acres going on right now. Another headline, scientists say that this invisible gas could seal our fate. What are they talking about? They're talking about methane, which GeoengineWatch.org has been talking about for a decade and a half. It's thawing and releasing from permafrost, from tundra, and from seabed deposits. If this process continues, game over on planet Earth very, very soon. On that note, this headline, same theme. Permafrost thaw in Siberia creates a ticking methane time bomb of greenhouse gases, scientists warn. Finally, they're warning. GeoengineWatch.org has been warning for a decade and a half. Next headline, Oregon declares state of emergency as devastating heat wave consumes entire region. The climate intervention operations continue to completely cut off any and all Pacific moisture from the U.S. West. On that note, this new headline, more Klamath Basin wells go dry as groundwater decline persists. I can see the smoke from the Delta fire from my front door. In fact, it's everywhere. The new norm in Northern California is smoke-filled skies, stagnant, dry, dead air, scorching daytime highs with nighttime temperatures that hardly go down. We're in a runaway climate collapse scenario right now. Those that are in the constantly kept cooler by climate engineering zones like the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 need to examine the wider horizon. In the west, the smoke is constantly being pushed back down to the surface by the climate engineering ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat domes. And the climate engineers continue to spray on top of these smoke banks. How much toxic air can we breathe? Search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. This next headline is important. From multiple sources, for the first time in recorded history, smoke from wildfires reaches the North Pole. Please search and share wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. The bottom line. If the planet's life support systems are damaged beyond any recovery, we die. In last week's broadcast, I covered part one of interview with the geoengineering insider. Deep Shield stated this, Without spraying, we have a 90% chance of becoming extinct as a species within the next 20 years. Again, he made that statement 18 years ago. Not surprisingly, he believed in the benevolence of the atmospheric spraying assault. The paradox is this. All available data indicates that the climate engineering assault is not extending our stay on a dying planet. It is ensuring the abrupt end to our species. And if we remain on the current course, we will likely take down the entire web of life with us. Now, part two of excerpts from an interview with a geoengineering insider. First question. What is the relationship between these spraying programs and the One World Order. Deep Shield responds, European Union nations, the USA, Russia, are the largest contributors to the project. Many of the allied nations and UN members participate to one extent or another. The material, the chemical spray mixes, as many call it, come from all of these nations. He continues, to ensure that the chemicals are not tampered with, they are mixed and sprayed over random nations. This means that the chemicals produced in the USA have a good chance of being sprayed over Russia, England, and the USA. This random spray material means that no nation would be certain that their chemicals will be sprayed over a nation which they have issues with. Russian planes 
may be seen in the USA, but so too will USA planes be seen in Russian skies. The canisters used are sealed in a third nation that has no idea where its canister is going. Participating nations have their observers at every station where the canister loading is done. All of this is to ensure that the shield is not used as a weapon. To further ensure that the shield is not used as a weapon, non-participating nations are sprayed by participants who must spray in order to get enough material to maintain their nation's shield. It is understood that not spraying is as much a military offense as shooting at them. Again, this is the paradox with those who are trained and taught to believe in what they are doing, just like the pilots who sprayed Agent Orange on their fellow soldiers in Vietnam or the depleted uranium dropped in the Middle East. They are simply programmed to believe what they are told, when in fact, by the very nature of the elements being sprayed, this is a form of biological warfare at minimum. Deep Shield continues stating this, Without the shield, UV poisoning would cause great death. The threat is a common one, which has brought nations together in defense. The natural outcome of having a common enemy is to strengthen international ties, a step toward globalization. Again, about the UV issue, climate engineering, based on all available data, is the single greatest causal factor with destroying the UV layer, the ozone layer, creating UV radiation in the first place. Is this not the definition of total insanity? Doing even more of what they did in the first place that destroyed or is destroying the ozone layer and thinking that is somehow mitigation. Total insanity. That's why the cancer continues on because those who carry out the orders of the cancer, the dictates of the cancer, are trained, taught, and programmed to believe that they're doing something for the greater good which couldn't be further from the truth. The next question presented to Deep Shield was this. Is the spraying related to terrorism? Question mark. He responds, yes and no. Recent terrorist activity can be traced to resistance groups who feel that we should not interfere with the natural order of things. Imagine that. What a novel thought. Let's not completely derail nature. And such people are called terrorists. He continues, As you know, there are many rumors out there as to what the SHIELD program is. Some believe that this is a population reduction scheme. How can it not be considered that? How can it not be considered a culling of the population to spray them with highly toxic elements that are not only highly toxic in and of themselves, but when combined become even more toxic, exponentially more toxic. But yet, this insider continues to try to defend his participation in these programs. He further states, There are many theories which have sinister plots in them. These are propagated by the resistance groups in an attempt to stop the shield regardless of the consequences. Again, he deeply believed in these programs. He deeply believed they were extending our stay on planet Earth which all available data makes clear couldn't be further from the truth. They are sealing our collective fate by the day. Deep Shield continues stating the following, the same delivery method could be used for biological and chemical warfare. Exactly. It could also be used to inoculate large populations. The effectiveness of these uses are low. There are better methods available that can be used, he states. As a means to fight terrorism, it is ineffectual. It is far easier to inoculate a population individually and would ensure full inoculation against germ warfare. This is the paradox. This is the Orwellian doublespeak. As if somehow such inoculations, like 
those which we have seen fully experimental inoculations, are somehow fighting against such biological warfare. We need to see between the lines. We need to read between the lines with these types of individuals because they are permeated into the entire system, into the entire matrix. Those that have been trained, taught, and programmed to believe what they're doing is somehow for the benefit of populations, which couldn't be further from the truth. Next question posed to Deep Shield. Why all the secrecy? He responds, Due to the severity of the situation, it is mandatory to maintain public calm for as long as possible. The earth is dying, he states. Humanity is on the road to extinction. Without the shield, mankind will die off within 20 to 50 years, he states. Most people alive today could live to see this extinction take place. This means that an announcement of the situation we face boils down to telling every man, woman, and child on earth that they have no future. They are going to be killed. People would panic, he states. There would be economic collapse. The production and the movement of goods would collapse. Millions would die in all cities on earth. Riots and violence would reduce civilian centers to rubble within days. Half the population in dense metropolitan areas would try to leave the cities seeking, quote, safety in rural areas, thinking that they would be safe there. Those left behind in the cities would be at war with their neighbors, fighting for the remaining supplies. We would be telling the world, Deep Shield states, that the end is coming. And even with the shield, the chances of survival are small. Again, what they are doing to the natural cycles of the planet are ensuring our common demise, not preserving any chance for a future. The insider continues with these statements. Ecologies are collapsing. The extinction rate of species is escalating rapidly. The amount of chemical pollutants in the water and soil are fast approaching and in many places has already surpassed the Earth's ability to heal itself. Crop failure is on the rise, even in the USA. Again, it's exponentially worse now, 18 years later. Then he states this. Throughout the 20th century, chemical fertilizers and pesticides were used to ensure the best yields. Unfortunately, many of these have contaminated groundwater, killed beneficial insects, along with undesirable insects. These chemicals have gotten into the food chain and are affecting other species besides mankind. Of course they are. For the record, there's about 150,000 chemicals now in circulation with 2,000 more every single year. What a juggernaut of total insanity. Deep Shield continues stating this, It is only a matter of years before famine spreads like a cancer throughout the world. We're there. It's starting now, 18 years after he made that statement. Clean, fresh water, he states, is in short supply. In many places, well water is non-potable, containing the runoff of pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers that have been used on crops. Now no water at all because they've cut the flow of water off to the U.S. West and many other regions around the globe. They literally control the spigot. That's the fact of the matter. He continues, all of these factors combined have produced a scenario that in short boils down to the end of the world. Now he states in 50 to 75 years. Again, conflicting data, conflicting information from him. Bottom line, 18 years after these statements, we can look at available data and state we are there happening now. Next question for Deep Shield. When will the spraying stop? He states, there are several factors governing this. First, should the ozone layer repair itself or are active attempts at repair reduce the amount of ground level UV radiation to acceptable levels, the spraying will stop. He then states, present circulations place this between 2018 and 2024. How's that going so far? We are now, again, 
18 years past when he made these statements and we are fast approaching total ozone layer collapse. The more they spray, the more these, these operations are carried out in our skies, the worse the ozone layer damage is. Again, the total definition of insanity. To keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. That's what... A, we're dealing with a cancer. We're absolutely dealing with a cancer, the military-industrial complex. Does a cancer intend to kill its host? No. A cancer intends to proliferate unchecked with no concern for the consequences until the host dies. That is exactly the trajectory we are on. Deep Shield then states, should another method be found which is more effective, less costly, or presents us with long-term solutions, the Shield project would be replaced. He further states, when the other problems become too big to make the maintenance of the Shield worth the effort, the estimated date for this is 2025 to 2050. The other problems, that could refer to the other uses for the shield project like drying out massive swaths of forest so that they incinerate in, with incredible intensity lofting smoke plumes as high as possible into the atmosphere and thus serving the geoengineering agenda by helping them to achieve their atmospheric particulate loading to provide temporary cooling over some regions at the cost of completely eliminating earth's remaining life support systems and completely sealing our collective fate deep shield continues With this, we surpassed the threshold of Earth's ability to absorb pollutants in the 1970s. Since that time, the the Earth's population has nearly doubled. The world is heading for economic depression. More emission controls would add to the economic problems. This translates into our being unable to do anything to start solving the problems. Follow me through with this because this is a profound paradox. He states, unfortunately, our technologies require a strong economy to advance. We need that advancement. We need the trillions of dollars spent on research that a strong economy creates. Each corporation that produces a product has a product development program in place. Many of the past products invented came by accident through other unrelated products. Take away the economy and their research stops. Consider that insanity. That he believes that only by continuing to consume Earth's natural resources by attempting to perpetually expand on a finite planet with finite resources, only by that process can they find a cure to what that process did in the first place. Total definition of insanity. And this kind of thinking is permeated throughout academia. Academia that continues to betray the human race and the entire web of life by their participation in this kind of insanity. And a military-industrial complex and too many military personnel that are behaving in exactly the same manner. Convincing themselves that what they're doing is some heroic, benevolent act which couldn't be further from the truth. Final excerpts from this interview. This question, where are the official sources that state that a certain number of people worldwide will sicken and possibly die as a result of the spraying? Question mark. In other words, what internal studies have been done on the health issues and who carried them out? Deep Shield responds with this. The World Health Organization carried out most of the studies. Other nations have carried out their own research on the matter. Some have said that the ill effects would be minimal, but others have found the numbers to be far higher. Three to four billion people. How is this in any way, shape, or form benevolent to commit the entire population of the world and the entire web of life 
to a lethal experiment from which there is no return, an experiment that was unleashed on populations and the web of life without the knowledge or consent of the populations concerned. How is that benevolent? Instead of telling them the truth about our predicament and possibly changing the behavior of our species, the the suicidal behavior of our species, to lie to them, to deceive them to this day, while knowing that this would kill a vast majority of people on the planet eventually. Deep Shield then finishes with this. The accepted estimated casualties from the World Health Organization is 2 billion casualties over the course of six decades. The majority, he states, will be either the elderly or those who are prone to respiratory problems. His final statement, all are estimates since there are no solid numbers to work with. The gravity and immediacy of what we face is, of course, daunting and overwhelming. But turning two blind eyes to the oncoming train will not stop it, will not make it go away. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. Our former reality is gone. It's not coming back. It was never sustainable, not even close. More accurately, industrialized, militarized society has always been a trajectory of self-annihilation, of self-extermination, consuming nature for profit and power. It could only end in ashes. The life support systems of our once-thriving planet are collapsing. Man's attempt to use weather as a weapon has radically fueled biosphere collapse. The human race has painted itself into an unimaginably dark corner. The great dying is here. Does that mean there's nothing left to salvage? Nothing left worth fighting for? No. The complete collapse of what was does not have to be the end. The choice is ours, each of us, all of us. What will we now do in the time we have been given? The cancerous criminal cabal that has ruled and run the world is now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. They are also more vulnerable. They are few. We are many. Why would we, why should we give them, the money printers, the controllers, the right to choose who continues on and who doesn't? A life dedicated to finding, fully facing, and fighting for the truth, for what is just, for what is good, for what is right, is a life worth living to the fullest, in spite of the existential challenges we collectively face. Even more, because of these challenges, each of us must choose what part we will play in the unfolding drama, indeed, the end of the age, if we collectively stand against the sea of insanity that surrounds us from all sides, we may yet turn the tide in the right direction. We may yet make a difference. We may yet salvage some part of Earth's remaining life support systems so that some may continue their journey, so that some may continue to grow, to gain a deeper understanding of what the human race could have been and may yet be if we care enough. Every single day counts in this all-important battle. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help in this critically important effort to sound the alarm. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.